0: Murdoch. He's here. Rambo, this is Murdoch. We're glad you're alive. Where are you? Give us your position and we'll come to pick you up.
1: feature yeah, yeah right welcome to, welcome double, to double, double feature podcast about twin films
2: i'm dan i'm max welcome to double feature home of the double Feature.
1: can i take, can you can I double I double take your double feature yeah there you go hey uh this is the first football sunday max it is i'm really pumped one of my um fantasy teams okay i was struggling to think of a good name for it we're recording this
2: on a sunday but we we, we recorded this on a different day the games have already happened. Wow, what a slate of games they were. All right. Or, alternatively, wow, what a horrible slate of games they were. I think they'll be good. Thursday Night Football was good. None of them were close, um, except for the Thursday game. But, yeah, wow. my uh,
1: my team, I have Keenan Allen and I have Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. So, I couldn't think of a good, quippy team name. Okay. But my, my team name is Keenan and Chell. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. But... Sonny Michel is not even like on my starting lineup. So. he doesn't really.
2: He's like, what is he? Second or third? He's like the. Uh,
1: it's, it's like kind of by committee in, um, uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see if he breaks out or not. Who knows, yeah, okay. man? He's been you on. Never a, know. He's been on committees in New England for a long time. Max, this isn't a football podcast.
2: It could be. Do you want it to be? Uh, yes. Who you picking to win the Super Bowl? You can't say the Bucks because a homer pick. Then I'm not picking cuz I can't I'm not going to say the Dolphins who I
1: legitimately will they will win. Um I don't know remains to be seen. I mean the bar, I can the, pick the Bucks. The, the Bucks and the Saints or Bucks and the Chiefs are still the favorites.
2: I'll here I'll here's what I'll do since I can't pick the pick Dolphins. The Bucks? I'll pick the Bucks for you because I do legitimately think they have a very good chance Thank of you. repeating.
1: Then I will pick the New York Football Giants. <laughs>
2: No, you can't do that. You can't pick your other favorite team. <laughs>
1: Did you think I was going to pick the Dolphins?
2: Sorry, I won't. No, no, I wouldn't. Because I saw I wouldn't. your
1: olive French and I swatted it away.
2: I, I wouldn't pick the Dolphins. We're yeah. not going to win. No. I think we'll have a good season. Tua, think, dude. Tua seems... he Tua's going to do a it to them. Preseason is whatever, but it seems like he probably is taking... He's getting healthier. You know, he had the hip
1: problems and stuff, mm. so... Preseason, dude. They're Pre- just killing guys in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> is going on um okay max it's not a football podcast god i wish it was <laughs> wish we could just talk about stuff we like instead this, of movies that were lukewarm on
2: every every uh intro for this podcast so far, like in the last couple of weeks have just been us talking about what we wish the podcast could uh, be disc golf yeah. football dylan movies and I, we like
1: dylan and i were thinking about doing a soda podcast yeah <laughs> don't even drink soda
2: really yeah you to, name was the soda jerks uh-huh. which is a good Good name for a soda podcast. I don't know what. How much content is there? I don't know.
1: There's got to be a lot. I bet that's already a something.
2: What if we do as as we get our? That can be a segment on your, mine, and Dylan's soda jerks is already a podcast. Damn. Good for them. I'm yeah, glad they, I'm never glad mind. they beat us to it. Well, we'll just make it a segment for our disc golf podcast as we try regional sodas while we drive around playing disc golf.
1: That sounds nice. Right? But Max, yeah, our hi. wheelhouse. Hello. Our wheelhouse is stuff we've been watching. Movies we've been watching. Yes. And we watched something. Oh boy, did we. Guys, the yeah, horror film of the year. I'm gonna James I'm gonna, Wan's best.
2: I'm gonna tweet this out. I had it set up. It's a draft and I'm gonna tweet this out as we talk. Okay.
1: But are there a bunch of spelling grammar mistakes probably. in it? Probably. Yeah
2: uh because if it's
1: you tweeting from the doubled feature twitter account then there for sure are
2: yep that's if you ever want to know who's tweeting which one it's if there's a lot of mistakes it's me
1: Uh, all lowercase letters is usually me but uh the mistakes is max because i do not i don't i don't proofread my shit yeah i've I've seen
2: it um are you gonna say what you're tweeting out uh no well yeah but they'll have already seen it by this time i guess I just was gonna ask. I, I've got a screenshot here of both of our Letterboxd reviews for *Malignant*. I'm gonna ask. Just is this the best film of the year mm-hmm. I, I, so far, in my opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah it
1: is. Um, is this my favorite movie of the year so far? Yes. Yeah. I had I had to think. This is my *Malignant* is my favorite movie of 2021 so far. It's um, what a fucking surprise this one was, dude. I thought this was just gonna be just some fucking movie. Um Saw's fine, Insidious is fine, I've never seen the Conjurings, I've never seen Aquaman. Uh yeah, I mean. Hmm. Aquaman was fine. Right. The I conjuring mean, movies are good. He was doing one for them so he could make malignant.
2: Yeah. Uh the the conjuring movies are good uh i i love insidious the first one they get increasingly worse from there but i don't think james wan directed any of the ones after No, just the first one i think lee Wanell maybe directed the second one and it's not bad and then you've got some randos doing the other ones and they they fall off but i think we've even got insidious. insidious
1: on the pod that i fucking love the first half and then when they go into the further it loses me which but is when it's, when which it's is, like a haunting story it's yeah so effective
2: which is kind of funny to me now, not funny, and I mean this is, I guess, more presented with how common than anything. But, *Malignant* is almost entirely the same tone as the second half of *Insidious*. Mm-hmm. But it's good. And you love *Malignant*. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go back now that you've you you're more into
1: horror movies. Yeah, maybe. And like rewatch it. *Insidious* and reappraise it. It's just so perfect. It's like. A scary haunted whatever movie so that when it becomes something else i didn't want it to become something else um uh, the jump scare in plain sight where uh fucking darth maul is just right behind patrick wilson's head is so fucking good it's so good damn dude. just but coming then, right out of it just seeing him just a little bit is great and then you see that guy too fucking much and i'm you know, like oh he's, he's got appeal. He's, he's, coo- 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 he's
2: got a cool hairdo
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, he's got goat feet but wait a minute! We're not talking about insidious. We're talking about malignant. Well, you're tweeting. I'm just trying I'm to tweeting, keep the yeah. conversation going. <laughs> hey, I've been tweeting this whole time. We've got a the flow's there. Uh-huh. Um, malignant though. Yes. What is American surprise, dude. Giallo? Mm-hmm. Directed by James Wan, mm-hmm. an Australian man. Mm-hmm. Uh tonally pitch perfect. Oh, I am for, gonna make with, a
1: Giallo film.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what he sounds like. your. <laughs> um it tonally it like it hits all of those
1: classic giallo notes we talked about this after the movie like they're acting bad on purpose a lot i think i think so too yeah. i think there's a lot of purposeful overacting of we're we're stuff. not right but we're not just giving them too much credit we're not just assuming a bad movie is good right i because a so. lot of people are thinking this is a bad movie. I saw a, a friend of mine also said
2: that this is in the uh, "so bad it's good" category for him on Letterboxd. Disagree. I also disagree. I think it's so good that it's very good. That's right. Category. Um, I, I think James Wan as a director and filmmaker has earned the benefit of the doubt from me that he can Mm -hmm. write good dialogue he can write good characters he can direct good performances Mm -hmm. that i find it highly unlikely that just somehow he's like getting super stiff performances out of people for no reason yeah kind of thing um so i would assume that it's all intentional from there
1: when was the last time there was a horror film that's, like, just this good in general, this referential to its influences, oh, Bob Jackson, this Um, is legitimately scary and also doesn't take itself too seriously. We talk about Hereditary all the time, but that's, like, a serious fucking movie. Very serious movie. movie. This movie is so fun because... I'm not necessarily saying this is better than Hereditary, but, um... I mean it's, it's like it's, it's so much fun. Right. It's so much fun because it doesn't take itself too seriously, but yeah. it's still like legitimately scary as hell. Uh just fun fucking damn dude. Boy, that's a tough people question. are gonna yeah. watch people are gonna go watch this movie. Like our friend some of our friends will watch it and be like, damn, why do these guys like this movie so yeah. much? Uh even <laughs> Seems made for us and Kool Aid. Even um
2: friend of the podcast, uh past guest Dylan was texting us during like mid watch of his. And he was like, man, I was 45 minutes into this thing. And I wasn't sure why you guys were rating it so highly. And I finally got it. I turned to you and Kool-Aid within the first five minutes and said, this movie fucks. mm mm-hmm.
1: And it fucked the entire time. Max was talking in the theater, but it's okay because there were people who were talking more than us. There so were, yeah, saying. there was
2: a lot of time. It was, what, there was maybe 12 people?
1: No, maybe like total? 20 people total in the theater? Probably a good 30, 40 people in there. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the fullest theater I've been in. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. The fullest yeah, we,
2: I've been in was still The Conjuring 3. Oh, well, Conjuring that was, was more. That than was that that. pretty, like, I mean, it was as close Mostly to a full packed.
1: house as you could have had. Well, wow. um, surprising. A, uh, I watched Candyman the other day. We're not going to get into Candyman till Let's do it tomorrow when we record yeah, we can again. Do it tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, there's only two people in there with me. Nice. They liked it. That's always I the best.
2: It. You said... Yeah, you were in there with... Um, yeah, it was just two other people. I saw... Yeah. Um, this was way pre-everything, uh, years ago. When I went and saw The Shape of Water, I was uh, working a... a like. Uh, later shift. I didn't go into work until like four. So I went and saw a little early afternoon showing and uh, at our local shitty AMC because it was the only theater that was still playing it. And it was me and a group of five old women mm-hmm. who were 100% there just to get horny about the fish. They man. wanted to see the fish dick. They wanted to see the fish dick. That little and part where Sally
1: Hawkins uh, is explaining that he does have a dick and just kind of mutely... Uh, motions to where his dick would be, and something comes out, and just smiles a lot. Yeah, love it. They were there for that. They said, "Ooh, yeah, this is this is the content I came for."
2: Uh Ma- malignant. I, this and maybe it's recency bias. I don't think it is, but I really don't. I can't say enough good things about it. I was texting a friend of mine immediately after it was over, demanding that he watch it right now because I know he's gonna love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, can't recommend this movie enough. I we, I can't. I really can't. We don't want to. It's a new movie. I can't wait, wait to wanna, see it like, again. Spoil it? It's no. not too spoil. Like you figure out everything like as it's coming, but if you told people what's going on, I don't think it really ruins too much. No, but I'd rather not. We're I think still not gonna ruin it. I think yeah.
2: it's fun to to uh, experience the twists and turns
1: mm-hmm. of. Uh... Yeah, you've got like exploitation stuff. You've got yeah, like it's. God, it's fun as hell, dude. Be, I mean, we be get, prepared. You, you got a, uh, you got your synthwave songs. You got your neon lights for no reason. Yeah, there's just so much seventies, eighties vibes. Yeah, be be prepared for. I mean, there's like, like a Tangerine Dream esque capital Pixies G. Where is my mind? Cover yeah, yeah. song, really weird. Be, be prepared
2: it. for a capital G Giallo. Experience. I mean, if you're familiar with it at all. I mean, it's like middle... There's
1: there's characters that just don't get resolutions. It's like middle
2: career Argento when they're doing... When him and, like, Bava and all of them were doing, like, slashers. Just, like, straight-up slasher movies, like opera, Mm -hmm. uh, is what I keep telling people. Yeah,
1: I thought this movie, from the previews, I think I said, this looks like what if Insidious was (laughs) Bagul and... That's not correct. It's that's not, not it at that's all. Not, that's not what the
2: movie is. Um, yeah, can't recommend it. Enough. It is. Please it do does kind of
1: have those insidious a little bit. Just that, like a person is haunted. Yeah. Like the house isn't haunted. It's your son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and
2: there's James Wan, uh, trademark stuff all over it with different camera stuff and mm-hmm. audio, uh, soundtrack and audio. <laughs> he's james wan's classic <laughs> trademark audio mm-hmm.
1: not making silent movies like everybody else yeah he's doing talkies this guy <laughs> um can't recommend it enough we love it yeah thought it was great Max, really good time i've watched something else recently yeah
2: why don't you tell the people about? I it?
1: i watched missing in action a really shitty chuck norris movie that is the third flex in with the movies we're talking about rambo first blood part two and commando um, I believe all three, 1985, missing in action might be like '84 or something. Doesn't matter. Um, all three about a soldier who becomes a one-man army taking on uh, insurmountable foes solo. Um, that's kind of the link for Commando and First Blood. I'm just gonna probably say Rambo. We're talking about the second Rambo movie. Too. Well, I think technically Eventually the title we'll is Rambo. Rambo.
2: First Blood Part 2. That's correct. And the first one being just First Blood. Correct.
1: Yeah. It had in his name, but it's still a sequel. To, yeah. Yeah. Goofy naming conventions. Um. So Rambo First Blood Part 2 deals with um. post-Vietnam War, one man being sent in to ascertain information about POWs and get them home, which is exactly the same plot as missing in action. That's what happens. So it, missing in action is much more of a twin film with Rambo than yeah. commando is, but Commando's just way better. <laughs> missing in action sucks. I forgot Chuck Norris. Just he's been memefied for so long that I forgot. He just has like no charisma. He's just yeah. like a guy. Um, the movie's way more racist, like insane white savior stuff. Like he's saving Vietnamese people and they're thanking him. Uh, um yeah dude. Uh, he, it, it goes to so many lengths to like vilify the vietnamese for the I'm war i'm so glad we've i done. didn't watch this i would have just been um, so mad james hong's time. in it for like 10 minutes and uh then uh, is killed by chuck norris um because he's like pulling a shisty trick dude he's gonna shoot chuck norris in the back chuck norris feels it coming and throws a knife into him killing him in bed
2: it's kind of similar um, to how in Commando Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, John Matrix says that he can smell people coming.
1: Yes, and he kind of does. And he does, <laughs> and happens uh, throughout the movie. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I I wouldn't recommend Missing in Action to anybody. It just uh the biggest like pro America imperialism issues that I have with First Blood Part Two are just so much more amplified in Missing in Action, and it's a worse movie. And Chuck Norris sucks. Like it's it's crazy that there was just Chuck Norris. I mean, the Chuck Norris jokes is like a proto meme thing. Like so popular that they're putting Chuck Norris jokes in Family Guy at some point.
2: Yeah, I had um I had a my my grandmother had like her best friend would sometimes babysit me, just you know, another old lady or whatever. But she loved Walker loved Walker, Texas Ranger. And I just remember hanging out with her. She had a cute little dog. You'd just be hanging out walking, watching Walker, Texas Ranger. And me thinking like, even as a kid, when literal, any visual stimuli is like engaging for children, just being like, I don't really get what's going (laughs) on here or why this is entertaining.
1: Did you guys ever watch the, uh, often, uh, reposted clip, uh, the episode where, uh, uh, fucking The Sixth Sense Kid, Haley Joel Osment, uh, has child... He's born with AIDS, and Walker, Texas Ranger, teaches him that he has AIDS. I, no, I don't recall that. I don't even know if I've ever seen that clip. <laughs> okay, we'll find out later. <laughs> I'll, I'll put a link I'll, in the I'll, show notes. I'll, I'll reply to uh, your tweet asking <laughs> if it's a perfect movie with uh, the AIDS clip. Haley Joel Osment. Um, yeah, Fuck Missing in Action, shitty movie but with that let's uh get in i guess to um i'll tell the people about commando yeah uh 1985 directed by mark l lester uh if you say his name fast it sounds kind of like molester um mark lester mark lester um Uh, yeah you can have fun with that yeah i certainly have uh starring arnold schwarzenegger ray don chong and vernon wells retired u.s black ops colonel john matrix played by arnold is informed that someone has been systematically killing his old squad and that he is in danger. Immediately, the mercenaries attack, taking Matrix's daughter Jenny hostage and eventually overpowering him. Among the mercenaries is Bennett, played by Vernon Wells, a member of Matrix's team who was removed for being overly violent. Matrix is brought before Arius, the dictator of Valverde that their team overthrew. With his daughter as a hostage, Matrix is forced to travel to Valverde and assassinate the new leader they installed. Matrix sneaks off the plane to Valverde and joins forces with a flight attendant named Cindy, played by Ray Don Chong, who he carjacks. They hunt down and kill Arius' men and eventually find a map to the island where Jenny is being held. Using bulletproof rose bushes as cover, Matrix storm the island solo, killing dozens of mustachioed guards and eventually Arius himself. Jenny escapes to the basement but is captured by Bennett. Matrix and Bennett square off 1v1 knives only and Bennett gets owned, being impaled by a steam pipe. General Kirby arrives to the island to bring Matrix home and asks him to rejoin the military, but Matrix boards the seaplane uh, with Jenny and Cindy and tells Kirby he's got no chance. movie was a big financial success with a $9 million budget. It made back $57.5 million. Uh Metacritic critic rating is 51, user 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critic 69, user 67.
2: Um, Rightfully, uh, more... Uh, well-liked than Rambo. I'll just say that. I'll just spoil that right off the bat. Uh, you got Rambo, First Blood, Part 2, 1985 directed by George P. Cosmatos. Uh, you can't say his name fast to make it sound like anything else. Uh, starring Sylvester Stallone, Richard Crenna, Charles Napier, Stephen Burkhoff, and Julia Nixon. For three years, John Rambo has been serving time in a work camp. Old friend Sam Troutman, Krenna. Oh, by the way, John Rambo, played by Sylvester Stallone, if nobody knew that. uh, Old friend Sam Troutman, Krenna, offers Rambo a presidential pardon if he agrees to go back to Nam now that the war is over to help uh, locate a small group of POWs. Rambo reluctantly agrees. After being flown to Thailand, Rambo meets Marshal Murdoch, Napier, who is overseeing the operation. Instructed to only take photos, Rambo is dropped into the jungles of Vietnam, but gets tangled on the plane and is forced to cut himself loose, and is left with only his knife and bow. Rambo meets his contact, Ko Bao? Am I saying that right? Ko Bao? Mm. Julia Nixon. And they make an arrangement with a band of river pirates. The ragtag group finds one of the POWs, but is met by Vietnamese troops, which causes the pirates to turn on Rambo and Bao, but they manage to escape. It is revealed that Murdoch never intended to find anything, and the mission was simply an operation to placate the American people, and Rambo is left alone, now captured by the Vietnamese troops and the Soviets. Bao sneaks into the camp where Rambo is being tortured, and together the two escape, uh, free the prisoners, and make their way to Murdoch. Bao is killed, and this causes Rambo to go apeshit and start killing everyone. Rambo finally makes it back to Thailand to confront Murdoch. He does so by shooting a bunch of computers and then saying he loves America. Uh, It has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 33, audience of 60. I agree with the critics here. Metacritic 47 percent user rating 7.4. It had an estimated budget of 44 million, grossed 150 million domestically, and worldwide 300 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, It, I mean, it did numbers. I guess Uh, people love. I, I really enjoy the First Blood. Yeah, I think it's a really good. It's a good movie. Um, It actually so, grasps at some legitimate uh anti-war sentiments
1: and right that this movie has a million chances to and uh throws dis- them away decides uh actually uh America is good the whole time yeah despite uh all of the evils uh being perpetrated in the movie and it rightfully says it's an unjust war yeah this movie just erases uh Rambo's Like whole arc from the first movie of uh, of a man out of Vietnam thrust back in a world that doesn't accept him, uh, unable to adapt, who goes crazy. Um, There's the movie had a lot to say. (laughs) Is I think more than an action movie, and this movie tries to also be more than an action movie, but with the point being, um, this is still just fighting for. Um, the american people to love and respect vietnam vets yeah um but yeah the whole point is uh, the war is not that bad uh but what it did to people is horrible so so we should appreciate them Uh, i'm just anti-war in general so uh, (laughs) making those kind of points uh, doesn't quite sit right for me yeah it's 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 weird that
2: they tried to sort of Make a propaganda-ish, like course correction sequel to First Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, and I mean this is completely speculative. Probably paid for by the American government. Oh, there's um, there's zero
1: chance uh, the government doesn't at least have they, hand in this. They definitely yeah.
2: called somebody. In my mind, they called somebody, and we're just like, "Hey, man, we really don't like what you did with that first one. Can we get mm-hmm. a second one going?" I I noticed um. Early on, it's it's kinda weird, uh I think tonally this movie's a little confused out the gate. Cause the character John Rambo seems to still be the same character from the first movie. Um but everything around him is so like rah rah mm-hmm. American army that it it seems a little weird and then Rambo kind of becomes more like that towards the end of it and once he starts just I mean he just becomes a man that yells and shoots a big gun. Mm-hmm. Um but he's still kind of like that, you know, teary-eyed, just sad, just
1: beaten, broken Speaking human being. Speaking sh- of uh, shooting a big gun, uh for no apparent reason, the at the beginning they're like debriefing the higher-ups about who Rambo is. Somebody's just like reading his file and they specifically say he specializes in light weapons and then the whole movie he's like Shooting just a like taken off a mount, uh, just big old machine gun, just firing it from the hip, just blowing fuckers away, dude. Uh, just a funny little detail I yeah. noticed. Also, and oh, man, so the well, let's
2: go through it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, he's approached at a, he's at a work prison camp. work camp. Yeah, yeah, for his crimes from the first movie. I incorrectly remember. I've seen uh i've only seen the first two rambo movies first blood and first blood part two but been a really long time for either one of them for me and i incorrectly thought that this movie was a prequel about the time he was like when he was actually in um the like what drove him to the ptsd madness that happens in the first movie but this this movie just follows the first one, he's he's gone to jail for, um, like kill, killing a, a whole city's worth of cops and yeah. stuff, going crazy. Um, yeah, he's in he's in prison. He's approached by uh, some guy who respects him as a soldier, general, or some shit. I don't know, and um, offered if he helps on this special mission to go find uh, American POWs, um, he could uh, have his File a to be back in good graces. You'd be American hero, basically.
2: Um, I just to comment on what you said. I, I apparently I, I've not seen Rambo three. I don't think it doesn't sound I'm kind of just skimming the Wikipedia
1: thing here. We're for recording it. this the day after nine eleven. Uh, I'd just like to point out that uh, Rambo three is the one that famously ends uh in the movie is dedicated to the brave mujahideen fighters of <laughs> Afghanistan that they uh they erased in in further uh, uh, releases of that movie. Um,
2: I have seen Rambo two thousand eight, which is basically just a remake of First Blood Part two. Okay. They're in uh, Burma, and he's Rambo's living as like a uh, like river tour guide, and somebody mm-hmm. knows who he is, and they're 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 like, we need you to help rescuing some people. We need you to go do a Rambo mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we,
1: we needed to have an inciting incident for the new movie, dude.
2: And it's it's literally the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like they go into jungle, they got a request, mm-hmm. they got to free some people, or whatever. Um, I didn't finish Rambo last blood. Uh because it it's is That's when you said
1: it's horrifically racist. It is right? so
2: horrifically racist against Mexico and the Mexican people mm-hmm. uh that uh we just turned it off. Mm-hmm. Um cool and I were watching it. Also it is just uh horrifically mean to uh the girl that like Rambo has like adopted it was like Rambo's wife's brother's it's like his his niece or something uh and she is kidnapped beaten tortured raped and then eventually uh killed uh all in the movie for no real reason she could have just been kidnapped they could Mm -hmm. have just done it like you know that's enough to give like rambo thing but i think uh again speculative i think stallone just needed a reason to uh be extra racist against hispanics um because i, I feel Sylvester like Stallone just also can't talk
1: for shit anymore no like he's always a um, but uh yeah you just can't understand him he looks so smooth and wet all the time now he's he looks like, great
2: in for in this movie yeah oh, and, oh absolutely in me. rambo yeah he is he is shredded the mm-hmm. fuck up he doesn't have his fucked. His face isn't all fucked up yet. Yeah, he's maybe he on just, like
1: low end steroids. He's not abusing HGH and shit. Yeah, getting looks, fucked up HGH face. He just like looks like a kind a pretty handsome young. Yeah, he might really be. He might not guy. even be uh, injecting yet, dude. This might just be his natty limit. Whereas, I mean, Arnold was clearly juicing. At, yeah, at this absolutely. at this point already, this is already peak Arnold. Yeah, I mean, um, Stallone's what thirty at this
2: point. 40. Mm-hmm. Wow. No. who came out in 85. We were Stallone born. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. Okay. Um, born in. Yeah. 19- so
1: he's gonna do. Born in when? In 46. He
2: was 40 <laughs> years old. Wow. Really? In First Blood Part 2. Holy shit,
1: man. Jesus. Yeah. Looking great. This might. Okay. Let's just he do. He looks a, incredible. Let's just do Hottie of the Week now. Yeah. He still loses to Arnold. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. Arnold's, but- the, Arnold's the best to ever do it. The amount of uh, shots that are. They, the opening shots on Arnold are just like different angles of his muscles and extreme close ups. Yeah. Like he's holding a chainsaw in one hand and then a whole tree over his arm in the other. <laughs> Looking, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not beating the best. Arnold's in better movies. Uh, yeah. Arnold, howdy of the Week. Congratulations, buddy um so yeah rambo's gonna go do the mission uh he doesn't seem to care about his country or even his own freedom at this point it it's like effective that he's just so reserved to like this is his life in this work camp i think he says something about in here is the same as out there yeah um he, he's
2: he's extremely reluctant to even mm-hmm. like take the mission, but it's but like, the POWs, he's yeah. the men left behind.
1: He wants to go back for the the forgotten men who are left there's, behind. There's That's a really uh,
2: what I thought was a shitty line. I don't I don't know when he's like uh, agreeing to um, go back. He asks uh, Troutman, "Do we get to win
1: this time? Yeah, I just, yeah. I was just about to say that." <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yeah, so... there's there's that. I'm like, okay, here yeah. here we go already. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, happy with that. Yeah, of line. course, because yeah, this whole this movie's whole idea is we would have one and should have one, if it weren't for like the suits higher up making the bad calls that cost us our men's lives, lost us the war. Yeah, uh, whereas Marshall... the, whereas the point of, should be. This was an unjust war of American aggression that never should have happened.
2: Yeah, Marshall Murdoch is a a bureaucrat, Mm -hmm. the guy who's kind of running the mission, who we then later realize it's all just a
1: publicity stunt, Mm -hmm. more or less. Uh, I got a couple other just one-liners that happened before he actually goes into the field. Um, He's getting debriefed with the colonel, who is like a good guy. He's like the the guy who... Trotman's his buddy. Yeah, who... They were that's who this movie glorifies is the guys who actually want to just go out there and fucking napalm the forests and shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ancient orange, every man, woman, and child in Vietnam. That's who this movie thinks the good guy is. But, uh, uh, he's presented as a nice guy, a, a helpful guy to Rambo, at least. Um, as he's being debriefed, he, uh, he tells Rambo, the old Vietnam is dead. Rambo says, sir, if I'm alive, it's still alive. Ain't it? Yeah. I guess, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh shortly after that, Rambo says, To survive a war, you gotta become war. Don't really know what that means either. <laughs> um yeah. Stallone so
2: basically only says one liners mm. in this movie, except for but like But not like Arnold tier one liners. No.
1: Like Arnold is dropping constantly in Commander.
2: They're not yeah, they're not joke one liners. I, I literally mean it in the literal sense of he has one line. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, in, until this the end, true. until the end when he's yelling about all he wants is his country to love me
1: as much as Insane, I love dude. it. Insane, dude. Insane. I can't believe that's how it ends. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So he goes out on the mission
2: Um. right off the bat, gross incompetence from everyone involved mm-hmm. as he's jumping out of the plane. Mm-hmm.
1: His parachute—it'll be gets- shredded apart. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know what happens. His parachute or like a, some sort of a strap or something gets, gets caught stopped. to the back of the plane. He's just being dragged behind it. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a
2: great, funny scene where it's like obviously like they weren't pulling a Tom Cruise actually having this multi-million-dollar man just no. hanging yeah, out yeah, of no, a plane. Not. Which Tom Cruise seems like he's a shitty, horrible person. He's a Scientologist. I'm sure he's done. But he's he's horrible, ready to die for the movie. Horrible, if that's horrific what it takes. things, but. Give the man credit because mm-hmm. if he was if this was him, he would have been dangling out right. of a plane, Absolutely. at fifteen thousand feet, just being bashed against the side of it.
1: Tom Cruise is like a simulacrum; like he's not a real man. There's Are you just, saying he's a there's column? just nothing. Yeah, there's just nothing behind his eyes. Um, he like might actually be like a full sociopath. I think so it, it, like he knows how to present. But there's just such an emptiness to it. The, actually, standing up um, on the couch is, I mean, the biggest example. I love this woman,
2: uh, Brett Easton Ellis, when he was writing American Psycho. Yeah. Um, he actually just found the monologue that we, the famous monologue from the film. Uh, was actually he found a diary of Tom Cruise's? Is that true? Yeah. And that is from, that is from Tom Cruise's actual diary. Are you
1: serious? No. Okay, I was gonna say, what joke. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this can't be real. I kn- I know uh, Tom Cruise was part of the, was like, uh, part of the inspiration for Patrick Bateman. I think, right? Uh,
2: there's a lot of people. He's, he just a lot of those sort of um, anyone that kind of seems like this fake. Like they have this like outward. He he took a lot of inspiration from yeah. just a lot of Hollywood people. I in general. Uh, I
1: saw a really good video um, somebody made on Twitter like yesterday mm-hmm. of uh, it's the business card scene where they're looking okay. at all the different business yeah. cards but they've uh like done video editing to put people there everyone's scrolling on their phones and showing pictures of their cats <laughs> <laughs> it is so good i'll also respond to that to your uh yeah uh your post today uh um, anyway yeah so he's in the bush now he's out there doing he's out there doing he, missions he, he meets yeah, his he finally contact. cuts himself
2: free after mm-hmm. being just kind of beat up on oh, the oh, side yeah, of the, yeah, plane. the movie's not gonna be
1: oh the guy who's uh Flying the plane at this point, or the chopper, or whatever it is, is uh, uh, the bad guy from uh, Cobra Kai. hmm. Whatever that guy's name is. Uh,
2: Martin Cove. Mm mm-hmm.
1: hmm. He's, uh, he's fun as, like, the heavy.
2: Yeah, he he doesn't um, get to do a lot. He's kind of just, like, there looking like a bad guy. Bag. Yeah, he gets
1: punched he's, later. He's got a. He gets he, punched with the big gun later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what happens to the other guy who's wearing aviators the whole time who looks like the jeans guy from wrestling.
2: Yeah, I think, is his name, like, Banks or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're
1: just two guys there, who just, yeah. like, mercs. They pull a gun on the good colonel guy later. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, Mar- uh, Rambo makes contact. Um, he, he's he got a contact in there. He's, like, infiltrated. because boa or Bao. Yeah, he shares a little romance with later. hmm weird and forced and then she just dies very, yeah very after. very strange
2: i think uh there's another thing i kind They're of like noticed. we just
1: got to put a woman in this yeah but
2: it's so half-assed and just feels fake well like how every rambo movie after this one is just him trying to remake first blood uh part two um i i, I noticed something he he mentions there's another kind of like one line or like uh I think Co asks him something along the lines of like, well, who are you sort of thing? He's like, I'm the Expendable. Oh, yeah, he like, does say. We're the, the Ex- Expendables. Yeah. Which is then, obviously, where he got the name for the Expendables. Mm. And in both of the first two Expendables movies, Sylvester Stallone has an Asian love interest. And I'm like, wow, you're re- like, you are just trying to do First Blood Part 2, but with your friends this time? Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I I suspect, just as I suspect that Stallone is extremely racist against all Hispanics, I think he fetishizes Asian women
1: mm-hmm.
2: a lot. I don't think Sylvester Stallone's a good person. Right. Is, I think, what I'm getting at. I you don't know, like, his politics. His brother, his
1: brother is, like, a big Trumper, yeah. like, reposting MAGA memes all day guy
2: yeah he's he's out there with don jr posting yeah. donald trump and robocop yeah two, what if what if this was yeah. the ballot
1: in 2024 four? Two uh two fail sons just yeah. hanging out <laughs> a fail brother and a fail son
2: but it just it just made me it seemed so uh it just made me feel very sad about the expendables movies that it's just so clearly stallone just being like it, it, stallone thinks first blood part two was his absolute peak mm-hmm. Just a man desperately trying to make what he thinks no is first, the best movie ever. Even first Blood is better. <laughs> yeah, all the Rockies are
1: better. Yeah,
2: almost anything. Yeah, to even Lowe's even done is like the Bad this. Rockies
1: are better. Um. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So he's um he meets his contact and stuff. Yep. They just do some missions. He like kills some people from behind. Not much really happens worth note that's, until they he finds out he's being left there.
2: That's kind of like the weird thing about this movie that I was realizing as i'm watching it having not seen it in years upon years like I probably the last time i watched it was in high school is how little is happening throughout the movie they find they 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 notice the one pow and stallone's like basically he can't or rambo's like he can't stay on the sidelines he's like i gotta help this guy right Mm -hmm. he's supposed
1: he's there just to get information for if there are pow's the reveal we get in a little bit is that they had inside information that the POWs would be moved away from that camp so Rambo could go in, see, see that there's nothing, so the government doesn't have to, the U.S. government doesn't have to worry about getting the POWs so they can calm the public's yeah. concerns. Coe is even telling him the entire time, like, why
2: do you want to go to this camp? Like, there's there's nothing there. There's never been any, like, there hasn't been anything there in, you know, months or whatever. So they see that one POW, he can't. To help himself from going to uh kind of save the guy they go in there do their little mission it's uh kind of funny he's like throwing knives and shooting arrows and i was just giggling to myself about how everything is just hitting perfect center mass mm-hmm. every single time mm-hmm. no deviation whatsoever just like boom center math later on the...
1: he goes crazy when he has these yeah. exploding arrows and he's using like each exploding arrow to kill like one, one guy, guy he's yeah. <laughs> crazy
2: so they they rescue the pow and the guy says hey you know this is i guess i guess i am lucky like they just moved me here they were about to move me again like they've been moving us around uh doing just like farm work labor you know whatever uh guys asking him what year it is and stuff so when they leave, then there's a kind of this scene. They're on a boat with the river pirate guys. Uh, Vietnamese troops come through in an armored boat with machine guns, blow everybody out. The river pirates try and turn on them.
1: Didn't that happen before they find the POW?
2: I don't think so. I think it's after they get him. Oh, okay, because Coe's well, like escaping with him, and Rambo's left on the boat, and he dives off right as it like. Oh, that's of, true. So that the is after, boat but hits that's into
1: it. so before that happens though is um, he brings. I don't know when it happens that the helicopter is going to get them out. Is That's that after, after the pirates? After, yeah. Okay, so they already have the POW, but yep. they don't. Okay. Because with... now now Troutman, once they
2: kind of, there's the boat thing, yeah. and then now Troutman's flying with the two mercenary guys.
1: And that's when they get the call from Murdoch saying,
2: "No, don't go, abort don't go, pick mission, him up. Dude, yeah. yeah. We're not
1: supposed to find guys, so they have to abort." Chapman's like, "We're picking him up anyway," and that's when they pull a gun on him. It's like, "No, we're aborting this mission."
2: But then Rambo gets ca- and then like it's so plodding at this point. It, it's yeah. you know it's, we're it slows down a lot. We're the, speeding through these things. There are a couple action sequences, but it is it's at a snail's pace. Like none of this is like yeah. particularly exciting. It, it,
1: it slows down really hard because he gets captured and then there's yep. russians because it's the 80s so it's not enough to say americans are the best you also have to add russians anti-russian propaganda yeah. here um which uh, the main russian guy uh we saw in um uh our james bond uh he was Stephen in Steven uh, he's in octopussy he's, mm-hmm. he's the german big bad in that one too um there's or a russian there's... russian big did i say german have I been saying German the whole time instead no, of Russian? No, you just said it once. I only said it once. Okay, he, he definitely—he's supposed to be. They Russian. fight him in Germany, though. He's yeah. got more like, of a really
2: German way. accent, and I thought he was German too in this yeah. until it's like, oh, it's the Soviets. And like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's another part that I was just giggling to myself about is when he uh he's being tortured. They've got Rambo kind of like his arms uh bound to uh an ox bow mm-hmm. uh kind of thing you know for farming and they're dipping him into this like horrible just shit water that's it's full of leeches, leeches and stuff I guess, yeah. and uh he's like not talking at all and uh because you know he'll never talk and uh but they they pull him out for uh Podovsky, the russian guy to come and talk to him but there's a there's a moment where like the the russians are talking to the vietnamese and rambo's just hanging there <laughs>
1: In the background, nobody's what, paying attention well, to him. Well, one guy just thing. hits him a couple of times. Yeah. But, but <laughs> They're like, just, get him down. And the guy hits him before getting him down. Like, it's okay. just a
2: Stallone <laughs> just hanging there. Hanging, not doing any yeah. acting. He's no. uh, hanging Completely like, expressionless. Just hanging like the Christ. Yeah. Just not, not moving, not trying to sell that he's in pain or anything. He's just kind of there. It's like they forgot that he was in the background of
1: the scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, at this point, he's been walking through the jungle, doing fights and stuff for, like, a full day. He's in that vat for a while, the leeches and stuff. Then he gets full-on tortured for a while. Yeah, then they move him to another camp. And then, well, then he somehow man has the strength to, like, beat everyone who's torturing him, just kills them all single-handed, and gets him in the POW out again. That was, like, one of the uh the, like, one
2: scene... Other than just being, you know, enjoying sort of mindless action of him shooting a bunch of exploding arrow tips and stuff. Uh, When he's he's being tortured, they've got him on like a, a wire bed frame kind of thing. And it's hooked up to a car battery or, you know, whatever. They're electrocuting him. They finally let him down because the whole thing was that they're trying to make him call Murdoch and Troutman and tell them to, you know. The soviets have control of Vietnam like don't send any more people looking for POWs little do the soviets know that America never gave a shit right and was never going to send anybody uh but so uh Stallone Rambo finally agrees to get on the radio and he's uh he's got Murdoch there and he's uh, he just keeps going Murdoch <laughs> Murdoch and you get a you get a cool like just stupid goofy uh 80s action scene shot of stallone's forearm just absolutely vain just so vascular and he grips this tiny little microphone and as his forearm bulges and he just goes i'm coming for you yep. and then starts beating the shit out of the russian guys And yeah. i'm like okay this that yeah. scene fucking rules yeah it's it's classic stuff it's like you the, just you just exact acting stallone do does it. in the whole movie yeah. uh he uh it's a kind of tight little scene because uh Co's underneath the floor and she starts shooting the guys from underneath. Uh some tight choreography with like just him dispatching like three or four guys really quick. He like throws uh the one like the Russian heavy on the thing, couple kidney punches, just quick turns the knob on the electrocution thing like all the way up. Like it's just a nice little like thirty second like quick fight scene that mm-hmm. I, it's I enjoyed.
1: Good. And then that's when shit really pops off. Yeah. He's got his exploding arrows, he's blowing everything, all the shit.
2: From yeah, from there on out, it's basically Rambo can teleport, and yeah. he's everywhere he needs to be he's at exactly the right killing moment. Killing
1: everyone perfectly. When
2: when he's when he's like kind of like fully by himself in the they're, they're like in the woods where it's like they're kind of recreating the climactic action scene from the first one. Uh, and he's like one shot. He's just kind of he like drops down from a tree and kills a guy. Next shot, he's completely covered in mud, blending into a wall. <laughs> Next shot, he's jumping out of the water. It's just like there's no sense of space or time or anything. It's just Rambo teleporting to
1: exactly where he needs to be to be able to kill the next Russian guy. I, um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up a scene that this scene inspires. I am of course talking about the hero arc of our friend Gizmo from the movie (laughs) gremlins to the new batch who, uh, at some point after being beat up by the gremlins, uh, does some bench presses Gets a Rambo headband and fires a makeshift arrow at a gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah, Gremlins Two does a better Rambo Two than Rambo Two does. (laughs) Um, Co dies at some point. They try to make it. Yeah,
2: dude. Two days from retirement. Mm -hmm. She's like, "You got it." He's like, "I'm going to Thailand." She's like, "You're going to take me with you." He's like, "Yeah, I'll take you with me." And she's like, "And then you're going to America." He's like, "Yeah." She's like, "And you take me with you." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then they kiss, and she gets up giddy as a schoolgirl to just ru- start running towards Thailand, and oh, whoopsie, Vietnamese people yep. are there Killer. Mm-hmm. And then that's what triggers him to go fully go like crazy. he's yeah. in the mud and in the.
1: Um, but any, anything else of note until he gets back to, he gets a bunch of the POWs. They Not get, really, they get yeah. back to the
2: base. It's all kind of like that whole final thing. Like once he kind of breaks out of being tortured, it's all kind of, uh, the only time we really it's slow down action. is for Code to ask him to take, take her with him. And, um, yeah. And then he's kind of just like on the base. He's in, there's a helicopter fight. Somebody's chasing him in a helicopter. He's yeah, he in a helicopter. Directions. Then he's able to fly to Thailand. Uh, he kind of like walks in. Everyone's like, "Yeah, Rambo's back. He's got the guys." And he he hits Martin Cove with the big machine gun, mm-hmm. walks into the briefing room, and just starts Shoots yelling and shooting all the computers. Yes. I, I, I what? Well, <laughs> I don't I don't understand. What is that? Just him? I, I'm legitimately asking. Was that just supposed to be the character so frustrated and mad, but knows that he like killing? Uh, He's like, like he's the bureaucrat guy. Won't killing Murdoch won't he, do anything.
1: He understands the metaphor of the computers as the military intelligence, the 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 bureaucrats, the suits that are making the wrong calls when he should just be on the ground killing everybody and saving Americans.
2: Yeah, fuck your fuck your data, fuck your analytics. Yeah. Let's just go murder.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I that's that's how I took
2: it at least i mean it sucks with context it sucks without context it's such a boring sort of Mm -hmm. i've brought it up before but
1: uh i brought it up before fucking drogon uh understanding the metaphor of the game of thrones burning Uh, the chair (laughs) that's what this is (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's exactly what this is also understanding the metaphor destroying the computers (laughs) 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 um yeah anything
2: else on first blood part two um other than just sort of like overall thoughts i don't yeah. have anything more specific um so annoyingly pro-america it's it's clearly a more propagandized version of what
1: as i said less offensive less propaganda than missing an action that's insane in yeah like a lot like that movie this at least you can watch as an action movie yeah. and just not agree with some of the thoughts it's trying to force down your throat uh that movie's missing in action is really bad and so much more just hitting you over the head with it just like i said the the vietnamese guys that he saves i guess who thank him for what he's doing just white savior (laughs) to the max
2: dude i think the highest praise i can give uh rambo first blood part two is like it's fine um once things like pop off it's it's a it's fun action see 80s action so nothing like too crazy it's mostly just uh explosions and uh like set pieces. Um, you get Rambo doing uh meme Rambo stuff, just you know, hiding in the mud doing whatever. Um and, and it's fine. It, it it's it's so sloggy in the middle. That you're yeah. not really getting anything. Uh Rambo looks great. So I mean if you're like if you just not good enough for howdy of the Week, but he looks great. If you're looking to like pull your putt about a really shredded guy, like there's you know it's on a short list i think
1: uh uh max let's talk about what i think is a much more fun movie because it's not as rooted in reality commando <laughs> yeah commando commando it's uh, so much the, more fun and i think that is specifically because it makes the correct choice to just be an action movie by fictionalizing its context yeah the the movie's about the fictitious uh uh, Central American setting, Valverde, a country that doesn't exist. So you don't have to worry as much that these guys are truly evil American black ops. Uh it just goes kind of unsaid that they Yeah, American America in Central and South America sending in their special forces to go overthrow a dictator and install their own. Uh never seen that happen in real life, dude. But uh luckily it's fictitious. So you can just think that uh matrix is cool killing a bunch of guys instead of worrying about uh how this looks in real life and
2: the and the main conflict is entirely personal it's some guys wanting to or mostly personal i guess it's some guys wanting to get revenge on matrix who was their commander and they kidnap his daughter so matrix is just like oh okay like i'm coming to get like i just got to get my daughter that's all that's all matrix cares about there's other stuff at
1: play obviously yeah he doesn't give a shit anymore about valverde he already yeah he already installed his american puppet dictator he's good there he's just got to get his daughter back it's so funny they never even make it to valverde the uh (laughs) like i think the island they're on is not even there i think he's like living in exile dana character the uh the
2: tagline on the poster for the movie and this pretty much like sums it up is just let's party (laughs) has nothing to do with the movie yeah
1: they don't even like say that it makes sense if there's like a big party that he invades or something yeah (laughs) in retro Um, in
2: in uh uh comparison here the tagline on the poster for uh rambo first blood part two is no man no law no war
1: can stop him Jesus
2: Christ. I want to watch the movie that just says let's party. Yeah.
1: Watch him do war crimes. Um Commando starts out. Bill Duke immediately killing everybody. (laughs) My my first note on this was
2: just like I 80s movies did this great, and we still get some of this shit. Malignant does it to an extent. Where just Everything comes back to malignant. Things just start. Yeah. Like, we're not really starting. I wouldn't say I don't know if I would classify this and I don't think I would uh, starting in media res, but like
1: it, we're yeah, just shit's, starting. Shit's just popping off. Yeah, we,
2: we just start and there's action and it moves on. There's no we're not starting. We don't need to set up. The only kind of setup we get with John Matrix and his daughter played by a very young Alyssa Milano. Yeah. um, One of the charmed ones is the title cards. Is like the the opening credits is just a montage of them being like, oh, look at this dad and
1: his daughter yeah. having a fun relationship. Oh, yeah. He likes his daughter a lot. That's yeah. cool. He likes living in exile.
2: We get no more exposition from that. Don't need like, it. We don't need it. Bill Duke kills a bunch of people. Don't, we get don't, opening credits. Don't need to know where her mom is. No. Either.
1: Seemingly doesn't exist. Right after the opening credits, Alyssa Milano is kidnapped and mm-hmm. we're, we're in it's it. It's happening, dude. Yeah. Everything happens so much. It rules. Uh huh. Um, yeah, Bill Duke is uh uh kind of the main guy on um Arius's team, I think former Green Beret or something. He's yeah. he's going through killing the whole squad. Um Arnold's living in exile. Um uh, his old commander comes to warn him and they follow him there and kill the guards that they installed immediately. Arnold smells them coming, yep. um uh, but too late they've uh uh stolen his daughter. I love the guy trying to bargain with him uh who he just shoots in the head. <laughs> just just one taps in the head and starts running. They've fucked up his car so he uh just pushes it down the mountain to chase them. Yep. Like just, yeah, just off the car rolling. Like, I don't need to drive Can't it. Can't control it you it. Need at momentum. All. <laughs> um
2: I I another uh, kind of just real quick going back to it. Rambo first blood part 2 is a, an hour and 36 minutes. Commando is an hour thirty,
1: mm-hmm. Commando uses its time so much more efficiently, just constantly and in better than Rambo does. Yeah, Commando, yeah, constantly in motion. It's it never slows down. And to I, a crawl like, I'm not Rango a devout
2: does. tight ninety guy. I love
1: a good tight ninety.
2: I also love action movie. A
1: lot of times you're looking for a tight ninety. I, I also it, love it can't get boring sitting
2: in a chair for four hours and watching just you know nothing happen. Like I, I can go either way but commando uses its 90 minutes so effectively so efficiently just understands what it is so much more than rambo at first blood part 2 um and that's great like that's probably the 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 best thing i can say about commando outside of just all the like the fun it is like it is at no wasted moments it knows exactly what it's doing what it wants to do how it's going to do it and then it does it and that's great more do that Mm -hmm. for all movies if you're going to be 90 minutes or fucking two clarify your visions
1: yes definitely um so what happens he finds out that bennett's still alive um yeah bennett's there he's wearing a chainmail tank top is it okay to say fucking rules is it okay to say there's homosexual undertones to the relationship matrix and bennett have yeah, I think so. There's a Bennett, lot of sexual Bennett definitely tension. presents as a spurned lover. It's partially because he's got an earring and is in like a borderline leather daddy. He's wearing a chainmail tank yeah, top. Yeah, he's wearing a chainmail tank top the whole movie. The entire um, movie. But he definitely feels like. With a tight like black we, shirt underneath Like we it. were boyfriends. You broke up with me. Uh now I'm going to uh kill your daughter and kill you because of yeah. the unrequited uh feelings I have. Absolutely. It's it definitely is there a yeah, little bit, there. right? You can feel it, whether very, intentional I mean, that, or not. I, I, I don't think, it's think intentional. No, 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 um, no. I,
2: I think also just these movies, these eighties action movies, uh the Rambo two have a lot of uh I think just homosexual undertones on it because it's so focusing on just big bulgy men
1: big men dude they're yeah.
2: just wet yeah. and glistening uh so much just i mean you mentioned it like uh the the forearm scene in rambo yeah that only exists to show how big rambos forearm. everyone knows are. the
1: classic is the carl weathers arnold yeah
2: handshake in um predator they're just uh the we're introduced by Arnold Schwarzenegger we're introduced to John Matrix in this first and foremost by just his <laughs> muscles like mostly
1: biceps it's Mr. Olympia himself one of the best there. do it. um <clears throat> uh so we're introduced to like Bennett survived they faked his death um while they killed the rest of the team he's working for Arius uh he's played by Dan Hadaya uh great actor. Yep. Um he's in uh Commander has a just incredible he, cast. Good for an good supporting movie. guys. Yeah. Um Dan Hedai is from Blood Simple, um, with uh the Coen brothers first movie. Um with uh he M Emmett Walsh. Um they're kind of the two main antagonistic forces in Blood Simple. Um M Emmett Walsh is in Missing in Action. He's uh uh Chuck Norris's like buddy that they do the missions with. Um He's in a bunch of stuff. Max, do you know something else he's been in? I uh, maybe. Your favorite TV show? he He did one episode in Monk. Hell yeah! Yeah.
2: Uh, now I got to figure out what episode
1: he did. Uh, um, what do we have a segment? Do we have some sort of name for like I have that? Guy oh, yeah, he's week. Monk's dad. Oh, he's Monk's dad. Yeah, he's Monk's dad. He's only in one episode. That's one. Uh, he's also the guy in Mulholland Drive who spits out the espresso. I like. <laughs> I like that scene. Uh, um, while um, they're kind of kidnapping
2: Matrix's daughter, Matrix runs to uh, you know he's trying to fight them. He smells them coming. They, they fuck up his car. You know all those things mm-hmm. we talked about. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about is he runs to a gun safe, mm-hmm. the combination of which is just thirteen. Is it really? He punches <laughs> in the numbers one, three, <laughs> and opens the door. That's so funny. <laughs>
1: He's gone for just long enough for his daughter to get kidnapped yeah. and them to be off to the races. But, uh, yeah, Arius, they all capture him, um, say, hey, you got to go. You overthrew me. You're close enough to that guy. We're sending you to go assassinate him. If we, we'll, we'll let your daughter go if you, yeah, do, you do this. you do this, we'll release your um, daughter. Otherwise, she's fucking dead. So they, they send
2: Matrix with uh, one of Arius' cronies, um, he's got
1: two guys with him. There's uh, our boy David Patrick Kelly returning to the pod. Uh, he plays Sully in this movie, a little freak in a like huge suit. It looks like um, a zoot suit. Yes. It's so big on him. We uh, we of course talked about him at length in uh, our Warriors and Wanderers episode. He's the the leader of the Rogues. It says Warriors come out and play EA. Yep. Um, yeah, great he's, great he's, actor. He plays a great little freak in this great one in this. too. He's
2: yeah. It is so apparent how
1: small he is mm-hmm. in this. Compared to like everybody else. It, yeah, uh, it, literally everybody. At one point later, once Arnold tracks him down, he's hiding in a phone booth and Arnold shakes him out of the phone booth. Like he shakes it around and then picks it up over his head yeah. with him in it and throws it down. <laughs> it's insane. It's so good. So that's that's the main guy because the other henchman, uh, David Patrick Kelly's just there to watch him get on the plane to Valverde. Uh, And called that in that he's on the plane. The other guy that's he's on the plane with, I don't even remember that guy's name because uh, Arnold immediately breaks his neck. (laughs) So what do they? They get on the plane. Yes.
2: Uh, uh, DPK watches Arnold get on the plane. Mm -hmm. Arnold gets on the plane. The first thing he does, they're sitting in like first class.
1: Could I please have a pillow and a blanket? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes, for a pillow and a blanket. The hostess uh, brings it to them. Stewardess. Flight attendant. flight attendant. Is that You're the proper? Yeah, yes. flight attendant. I'm sorry. Gender neutral. Uh, apologies to all flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Thank you for your service.
2: Yeah. The flight attendant comes, brings him the pillow and the blanket. He immediately grabs the guy, pretty much just flexes once, breaks his neck, and then puts his head on the pillow and the blanket, and uh, then grabs another flight attendant, and he says, "Uh, please do not bother my friend. He is dead tired. Yeah. Arnold almost <laughs> winks when yeah. saying dead tired. So then uh, they're, they're, the plane is taking off. He gets up and walks in the bath. Another flight attendant's like, sir, you can't be up uh, during takeoff. And I he have goes, a stomach ache. I'm ass sick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's enough for him to walk into whatever yeah. part of the plane he wants. Now
2: Goes on, gets into the little cargo elevator to go down to the, the storage area for things. Goes through another door, puts his fingers through something, that, gets that barked at by a dog. Is
1: something I always think about when watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies is when he's interacting with just the public who doesn't know who he is. The fact that nobody, like none of the flight attendants, are like, How do you look like that? Yeah. How are you so big? You're just a man. You won't even fit on the plane, look big fella. This, look at this massive freak <laughs> that is just in
2: uh, our space. No! So he gets off the plane. By putting his fingers through parts of the plane, tearing it to pieces, (laughs) and then getting onto the wheel Mm -hmm. and waiting for them to get just off the runway enough to land in some sort of boggy marsh. Yeah, I'm expecting he falls in like knee deep water. I'm expecting a full fucking lake. This man is traveling at 500 miles per hour. (laughs) Just falls on some drops, probably 60, 70 feet onto some reeds. Yeah, really far up. And just,
1: boom, yep. just, just a little
2: get, gets ah. right up. Like if you or I were to jump into a couch, yeah,
1: <laughs> he uh, and, and he's is immediately fine. just running,
2: he lands just running to also, where he's his lands daughter fully on be. his ass. Mm-hmm. That man's entire pelvis would have exploded on impact. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, just gets up, everywhere, starts running down the tarmac.
1: Everywhere I go, I am coming. Yeah, we love Arnold.
2: So now he. Uh, he's back in the airport and he sees David Patrick Kelly just being a fucked up little guy trying to hit on a flight attendant.
1: Horrifically, sexually aggressively
2: horribly. So then what is, what is John Matrix's big plan from there? I'm going to follow both of them to the parking lot. And after uh, Sully is rebuffed by this flight attendant yet again, I'm going to take her hostage by tearing the passenger seat out of her convertible and making her follow him to the
1: mall. She, I guess, she is the only character who's like, "Why do you look like this?" Yeah. So you're, <laughs> but only because he's doing something like outwardly antagonistic towards her. The thing, so
2: the thing I love about him tearing the passenger seat out of her little red convertible is that the intention is that he can then lay down in the convertible and not be seen. Mm-hmm. He proceeds to just sit straight up on no chair for the rest of their time in that car it's it's
1: so good i guess i didn't think about that yeah it's insane. It's so funny
2: so th- they follow him to the mall uh our uh female protagonist uh or female lead ray don chong playing cindy uh is like freaking out the whole time they get to the mall and he's like i need you to go over to dpk and i need you to tell him you couldn't you you changed your mind you're super yeah. horny for him go I and be actually like, do want to fuck you you yeah. little guy and bring him to me and i'll take care of the rest basically yeah. just like go bring this man to me and i'll murder him so dpk goes into I some bar. for my daughter yeah goes into some some mall bar to it's
1: a classic fern bar dude give uh some money to somebody i'm not really sure why he's there yeah they're do. he's buying passports which i think is under i think he's just doing it's unrelated crimes yeah. um yeah. That, David Patrick Kelly. They're, says, they're in like an old school, like what TGI Fridays used to be. Yeah. The fern bars where they used to be like pickup joints. And uh David Patrick Kelly's like, used to be a lot of good slash in here. <laughs> like, bro, what? So why are you saying that during That's... your fast forward encounter thing? It's a horribly <laughs>
2: inappropriate. It just has a line. <laughs> and why are you just saying it to this stranger? <laughs>
1: This so, is a business associate of yours, Cindy.
2: <laughs> Cindy, like at this point, is still uh, just thinks that Matrix is kidnapping her. Like, doesn't know what the fuck's yeah, going she, on.
1: She tells a cop that's just also in the bar to go yeah, check some on mall him. Cop guys. And uh, the the cop immediately goes outside, sees Arnold's like, "Oh, we gotta do something about that big scary guy." I'm so calls to... every mall cop. For some reason, there's like fifty cops in this mall. There's
2: a yeah. The first guy he calls is this like really scrawny dude who's trying to uh pick up some chicks at the mall himself, mm-hmm. and gets off the phone. He's like, "You want to see me kick some ass?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, apparently just...
1: they say yes and follow him. Uh. uh Maybe 50 fucking mall cops all come at him one at a time, baton raised, immediately punched the fuck out by Arnold. Yep. Um. David Patrick Kelly sees him, starts shooting. Tries um, to get into
2: a... Fo- he he steals a quarter from Cindy yeah. out of her purse. He's
1: just oh, like, give me a quarter! quarter. Give but me a quarter! Grabs her purse, digs into it, somehow immediately finds the quarter he needs. <laughs> is it really accurate?
2: The man is a quarter magnet, let me tell you. So, he gets into a phone booth. Like Dan mentioned earlier, John Matrix runs it, starts shaking the phone booth. Oh. That's not working. He's not getting off the phone. He can't get in. So, yeah. what does he do? Tear that whole fucker off the wall. Pick, pick it over it your over head. it over his
1: head. Throw it on the ground.
2: <laughs> so fucking good. So funny.
1: good, dude. Yeah, what, um, what else? They end up leaving the mall. Mo- There's, at one point, the guards of him completely surrounded. They're, like, all on top of him, and he does the big... Just throw a bunch of guys off of him move, yep. which you love to see that move. I,
2: I, I would be remiss if I did not mention that the entire time this is happening, it's a very typical sort of 80s action kind of little upbeat drum thing song going on, but it we're in, in the place of regular drums... We have steel drums mm-hmm. for some fucking reason. The horniest this, type of music in the world, steel is this drums. This super jaunty steel drum, yes, soundtrack. This entire I time this we're in the mall.
1: Steel drums to me are the horniest music in the entire world because of the Girls Gone Wild music. Mm. So I guess at this point, Girls Gone Wild did not exist yet. So these were not horny sounds yet. Um, just island rhythms, um what else they so now cindy is sympathetic to arnold she wants to help him i guess they gotta chase uh dpk
2: some more yeah so they go and get away they chase um, oh yeah he
1: leaves in her car and then she comes he's like you steal my little car you're gonna leave me here yeah she thinks that she's oh the guy that david patrick kelly was doing crimes with at some point with his suitcase full of money joins in on the gunfight, just like points his gun at a cop and then gets shot and falls over a railing. Yep. So like, why didn't you just leave? He's got, he's got to help out his boy. I guess, man. I didn't know these guys were that so close. They talk chase. about getting slash and drinking it at a Fridays in a mall. Yeah. And, it's a bond.
2: DPK gets back into his Porsche, drives off. Matrix gets into Cindy's car, but Cindy's like, You're not stealing my fucking car. So jumps in with him. It's basically just, she's just trying to preserve it. They crash. There's you know, they they're they're bumping and rubbing, rubbing and bumping. Uh Matrix crashes Cindy's convertible into a phone booth while Cindy is sitting in no seat at mm-hmm. all. Both of them would have been so dead. Mm-hmm. Uh And he picks up David Patrick Kelly and is holding him by his ankle over a ravine, Mm -hmm. asking for more information, finally gets it, drops him. And uh, for some reason, Cindy knows Sully's name at this point. (laughs) And she's like asking for, again, why do you care? Says, uh, what happened to Sully? And John Matrix says, I had to let him go. Yeah, Uh, Another great one-liner.
1: I almost forgot when he's talking to the guys at, uh, at the airport. I think it's uh, Bennett. He says, Bennett, I'll be back. Yep. He says he, he, he says will be back.
2: <laughs> so now they um, they go to they steal uh, Sully's car or they, they take it. They, yeah, they get information. A little, from him. a little goof for people who are looking for inconsistencies. A little goofs. When they drive away, the side of the Porsche is completely fixed. There's no damage on it whatsoever. Checks out. Um so they go to the hotel where he was supposed to meet uh Bill Dukes' character. And uh Bill Dukes knocks on the door, Arnold goes and turns on the water to be that I'm Sully and the thing and Bill Dukes is like where's Sully? And Cindy's like in the shower. I just like, fucked him. Yeah, who are you? Shouldn't Room service. <laughs> so then Bill Dukes comes in and him and uh John Matrix get into their little fight. And they break through the. I was wall. gonna say,
1: I wouldn't call it a little fight. They break into like other rooms and they stuff. They break into another sorry. room. Bill Duke fucking rules, man. Where,
2: uh and this is this is, uh, I'll tell you right now, commando, is cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they break into a couple making a homemade porno in this hotel room, and what happens to Bill Duke? He gets penetrated by a piece of wood that he
1: falls on. <laughs> yeah cinema cinema yeah. um that is also when um uh the uh cindy uh mm-hmm. watching them fight just cowering says these guys eat too much red meat <laughs> like what an insane line <laughs> everybody's got lines dude. Yeah. everybody gets lines um so yeah bill duke is dead yep. uh they go to steal a bunch of weapons from an army surplus store get arrested gets arrested (laughs) uh she pulls up next to the paddy wagon they have and uh the cop is like hey look it's a hooker hey baby do you like us it's like what the fuck is that (laughs) and then she shoots a a fucking rocket launcher at the paddy wagon first fires it backwards just blows some shit up then fires it correctly explodes the paddy wagon insane how like the arc of this character dude her rejection of the call was just in the mall and now she's fully on board with whatever to the point of using weapons of war against police yeah
2: (laughs) Cindy gets a big A-plus in my book. Cindy said fuck the state. Yeah, dude. dude. Cindy rules. (laughs) Um, So now they know where Arius is. They know where Matrix's daughter is. And they're going to steal a seaplane. Yep to which uh Cindy's very upset because it has no LED readouts. Mm-hmm. She's she doesn't yeah, know Yeah, she's she's a flight attendant, stewardess whatever, but she's lessons.
1: yeah, she's also knows how to fly a plane it's, it's like, okay, that's I guess she does. That's fine. It's mentioned
2: uh that earlier in the movie that she's taking pilot's lessons. So now she's going to fly them to this uh this small island. Uh but what happens while they're flying, Dan? They, that that
1: guy of the week happens. Yeah, he's too big of an actor. This is a classic. The actor is too big. He's not a that guy. But, but they're, if,
2: they're flying over restricted airspace, uh-huh. and they get a call. Uh-huh. They get a call from a character named Interceptor Officer, uh-huh. telling them they need to pull out. One who, of our
1: favorite Gap who's Tooth actors, Interceptor Officer Daniel. <laughs> of course, it's our boy Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill Paxton himself,
2: Interceptor Officer. And you might be thinking, maybe this is Bill Paxton when he's super young. Nah. Bill Paxton's an established actor at this point. He's not just like some guy.
1: Right. Yeah, this this isn't Terminator 1 Bill Paxton where he just plays punk who immediately gets killed by yeah. the
2: Terminator. This is fully just Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, I'm putting my friend Bill in my movie. Mm-hmm. It um, rules.
1: Bill, Bill Paxton, I got a shout out because I brought up the Terminator thing. He is in hallowed history Bill Paxton and uh, Lance Hendrickson, the only two men living to this day who were killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Yep. Huge. Huge for those two so guys, good. dude. Love it. Love Lance Hendrickson, yeah. too. But uh, congratulations, Paxton Bill Paxton. Gone too so soon. So many things. Fucking love you, Billy. You are guy of the week, easily. Yep.
2: Absolutely love Bill Paxton. Spy Kids um, too, Island of Lost Dreams. Dinky Winks. Yeah. I'm just on his IMDb page
1: yeah. now. <laughs> Spike Kids 2 is um uh, The God Stays in Heaven 1. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's remember. in Spike Kids 3D Game hmm. Over. Nice. Also is
2: Dinky Winks. Glad to know Dinky Winks survived the second one. Thank
1: god, dude. Um they get to the island and the this island. is where everything really pops off. Yep. I mentioned in my synopsis. I mean, one of the funniest things about this movie is bulletproof bushes. <laughs> uh, uh, just constantly it, Arnold is just storming the island He's, all by himself yeah he sets up a bunch of like claymores and then explodes them all and Bennett's like uh Matrix is back uh, okay we gotta go kill a little Alyssa Milana now yep. but yeah Arnold just uh wave after wave of enemies who are hilariously fake mustached Yep. They just give them all insane fake mustaches to make them look some kind of
2: foreign. What's what's your favorite part about the um the storming the island s- sequence?
1: Oh, when he gets injured a little bit and is in the shed. In the shed. And has to kill everybody with shed stuff. Yep. Yeah, is that yours too? Yep. Fix <laughs> sure up is. a fix up a spiral saw blade, throws it at a guy. And it like perfectly goes, takes a clean slice out of the guy's brain. Yeah. That fucking saw blade that's just sitting in a shed is thrown at such velocity that it goes through both sides of skull it comes yep. out clean. Dude. Yep, It
2: rolls. Fucking saw blade it went rolls. through a
1: river of shit and came out the other side clean. Um, yeah, it's so good. He just mowing down guys after guys, he gets shot a little bit twice. Doesn't even matter to him. Nope. Um, Let's see. He gets inside, and it's it's weird how anticlimactic killing Arius is, who's like yeah. the big bad, but Bennett's, Bennett's like the, the heavy. That's like, yeah. Usually in these kind of movies, you have kind of the mini boss face off with the main henchman, mm-hmm. and then the final boss is with like the big bad. But the it's the, the personal con- yeah, the personal connection with Bennett makes him like the biggest the big bad guy. of the movie. I guess. And I I think to your
2: earlier point about the uh sexual tension and homoeroticism between Bennett and John Matrix is at full fucking peak in this. Cause Matrix during their kind of like they're they're pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. And Matrix starts to get the upper hand. both getting some good blows Yeah. In and stuff. Matrix starts to get the upper hand by playing to Bennett's uh bloodlust for killing Matrix by being like come on stab me mm-hmm. and Bennett is like oh yeah I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking yeah. stab you so yeah, he's, good if Bennett has he a is gun vibrating he vibrating with a, sexual yeah. energy he
1: has Alyssa Milano and as like a gun to her and he's like first he drops the gun he's like I don't need a gun to kill yeah. you I don't need her he pushes her to the side and then they just do a knife fight like he could just shoot Arnold right then, but bravado so much, dude. He, knives are more personal. Knives he, knives are easy to hide. They never get jammed. <laughs> Bennett is uh,
2: virtually edging himself, <laughs> thinking about be- killing John Matrix. Uh-huh. He is about to come at just the sheer thought of, again,
1: penetrating this man. Mm-hmm. Of course, he himself ends up penetrated
2: by yeah, the Uh John Matrix pulls a... Pipe off of the wall, and this is probably the most famous so, scene from Commando.
1: Slightly before that, though, they um, he pushes him into an electrical like fence, and mm-hmm. he gets shocked really bad. The worst time I could think of to be wearing a the chainmail, chain-mail tank top, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, this is
2: probably the most famous scene from Commando, just because yeah. of the the it's the climactic final scene, mm-hmm. you know, yada yada, yada. So uh, Matrix, Fan- pulls, fantastic, Arnold pulls a massive pipe off of. Uh, the wall, throws it like a javelin mm-hmm. through Bennett's chest, pinning him to some sort of a device. As steam starts to, yeah, you see it's fully penetrated him
1: because yeah, steam is coming out of the pipe. And what does John Matrix say? He says,
2: "Bennett, let off some steam."
1: Yeah, so good, <laughs> so good, so classic. <laughs> Who has better kill one-liners? Do you think it's Arnold or Freddy Krueger himself? Arnold yeah all day yeah
2: um and it may be a little biased because i'm not like the the later nightmare on elm streets are not my favorite they're fun to watch but i i don't find them to be good films right uh arnold's just the he's the king Mm -hmm. i mean possibly more out of necessity than filmmakers would have liked because he he's gotten better at talking as he's Going on, but English is definitely not his first language. Uh, no, I think he talks 80s. fucked up in his language too. <laughs> I, I think
1: speaking, he's Austrian. He, yeah. they just do they just speak German. I don't know. I don't know honestly. Probably, maybe there, there might be some other. I don't know. Man. Tweet us about our ignorance. Yeah, we should know this. Um, they're white peoples. These are who we can be ignorant about yeah. the most safely for sure. Um, um, but yeah, no, I think he talks. I think this is like well, he don't talk normally in any but, culture, oh, I do No,
2: I mean Arnold built an entire fucking his entire career is off he's the pack of one liners and just being massive. Mm-hmm. Uh he's he, I
1: love Arnold.
2: I do too. And, and this yeah. is
1: this is peak Arnie.
2: Yeah, okay. Absolute peak Arnie.
1: Max, do you of like the classic action guys? Stallone. Like, like any of them, all of them. Do you have a Do you have a favorite? Um, pro- just Arnold. I think it's so just Arnold. Probably Arnold. As much. Uh, Steven Seagal has become so distasteful, but his yeah. movies yeah. were so important to me growing up because my dad loved them and showed them to me all the time. They were They were just. They're more like around. He was
2: by the time I was like really like aware of him. He was so much just like already a meme. Oh yeah, like. Seagal was almost always a meme Mm -hmm. but it's like Arnold
1: every day it's gotta be Arnold twice on Sundays I mean some made some bangers outside like this was pretty early in his career this was uh I think it's like right
2: after Terminator
1: right after Terminator one yes where he's still a bad guy his only like leading role good guy role like big success yet was Conan yeah where he's not playing a bad guy, and so Predator I would I would, I would assume yet. this because this is the type of movie he keeps making after this. He goes, obviously, uh, Terminator makes the face turn, um, yeah, Predator. He's yeah, he's fully.
2: This was one fully came out the good one guy. year after after um Terminator. Okay, and then you got Predator, Running Man, Red Heat. Mm-hmm twins yeah i thought yeah Twins, total recall kindergarten twins making cop. That,
1: uh, that comedy turn yeah the, i mean i the, like nuked food i don't know i love arnold there's, there's not very many
2: arnold movies that i'm not a fan of and i i think he's still he, he's still a draw for me mm-hmm. like i'm not seeing like oh new stallone movie like I think I you might want to go it. see that, you yeah, know, like Arnold escape is. plan or something. But if like, Arnold is still a fucking movie star, have you seen? Uh, it's newer Arnold. Um, I gotta find. Uh, The Last Stand. No, I've heard good things. Though. Oh boy, is it
1: really good. It's so. It uh, to my list. If right you now. are, I've been meaning to watch that. I've been like, if you
2: are into baby. classic Arnold, like, you know, well, I just said it, I was, you know, his, it, yeah. I guess his, you're talking, to, uh, the talking to the audience at large, yes. Uh his mid-80s, 90s action run. Um I think my Letterboxd review for this is actually just the best movie from 1994 was released in 2013. Uh it's so much fun. Um it is directed by Ji-woon Kim, mm-hmm. uh who directed a great movie called The Good, the Bad and the Weird. He directed also the a Devil Tale of I'm Two Stuck. Sisters. Yeah. I saw the devil. Um, he said, I'm going to make an American action movie in the style that I love American action movies, which is 80s Schwarzenegger. Yep. And he knocks it out of the fucking park. Such is, a fun movie. This is
1: like a hard target. Uh, yeah. Asian director with acclaim comes to America, does an American style movie. Man. Yeah. I love it. It's
2: highly recommended to anybody who is Forrest
1: Whitaker Johnny Knoxville in this movie. That's pretty good. Peter Stormare. Johnny Knoxville. Luis Guzman.
2: (laughs) I gotta watch this fucking movie. Johnny Knoxville is like the town nut who owns like some sort of like uh
1: Harry Dean Stanton's in this?
2: He owns like some sort of like military next. There's so many guys I like. Yeah, dude. The movie rips. Yeah, I gotta watch this shit. Peter Stormare's the heavy. Yeah. To uh that Rodrigo Santoro's um He's a nihilist he doesn't
1: believe in anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh great movie. Great movie. Um we finished up pretty much on Commando. There's that so. final yeah. fight sequence and then the military shows up and he's like, I'm not going back to the military and he hugs yeah. Alyssa Milano and I guess uh Cindy is his new girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> They, they it's it's a shame that I, I don't think commando ever got a sequel
2: because they definitely put some there's a some sequel bait in there uh because the colonel guy that wants him to like come back is like so you know when are you gonna restart your team when are you gonna like whatever and he's like i'm i'm done and the, the you final could always do line, prequels as well the final line is uh from uh <laughs> the general guy saying uh all right. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Like knowing yeah. that, like you're not out.
1: Yeah, they you're can make sequels. Out. They can make a, make prequels about uh, his team before yeah. all this
2: happened, and they never cool. did. Yeah. That's a well, shame. It's a I fun mean, There's character. there's
1: so many movies that are just different. Yeah. Arnold in a situation. There's so many movies that feel like that are spiritual yeah, yeah, sequels yeah, yeah. to this, even though they might not be. I would have just uh, the John Matrix
2: character felt like it could like it reluctant nice reluctant Arnold guy character. who's uh
1: yeah just doing it for his daughter doing it mm-hmm. to keep his way of life um hell just do
2: just keep doing ta- this could have just been arnold's taken mm-hmm. just keep kidnapping Alyssa milano mm-hmm. i mean
1: you know liam neeson's did it for years yeah we got plenty of other uh you could just make a fictitious uh arab spring country t- yeah to say that he's going to and he never gets there you just keep making different places where the u.s has uh interfered over the years and destroyed nations
2: exactly um well if it's not clear we liked commando more than we liked rambo first blood part two
1: Commando is a classic um first blood is better than first blood part two we I will we'll so. talk about that at some point that's on yep. our that's on our list I I thought it was weird to do two first, but uh, we did it anyway, and that's fine because hey, man. we mostly talked about Commando and liked that better. So I saw
2: First Blood Part Two and Commando. I said I want to do this. You texted me later that evening and said, "You did you see that First Blood is also on here?" I looked at what it was with. It's with uh, some, some kind of some hero. Richard
1: Pryor yeah. comedy. He's like a I think it's a comedy, but he's a vet who comes back and is struggling with PTSD and, I said, and stuff. And I I don't want to watch that right now.
2: we want to watch Commando.
1: <laughs> we're doing Commando. Uh, so we did. It is so weird that all the ideas in First Blood, what they latched onto was we just need Rambo killing Rambo more kills, people. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what's fun, just... yeah i love the people who made the movie missed the point of the movie (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah
2: it's uh it's not surprising given sort of just general audiences proclivities for just you know fun Mm kind of stuff and i mean
1: um max tomorrow oh next week next week we're recording it tomorrow we got weird record schedules. Yeah. uh we will uh be going from giant men movies to little baby movies we are watching uh i think both 2006 or 2005 2006 uh uh child superhero in training movies that is zoom and sky high and boy is zoom a doozy i i've never seen zoom this was this was
2: the reverse of what we've come to know between you and I on picking these movies where you picked this and I said, that's not a real movie. <laughs> Normally
1: I'm picking movies that aren't real movies. Yes. Uh, uh Zoom. Yeah. Kool-Aid and I were talking about zoom that there's no way this movie ever existed. It never was made. It never came out in 2006 as it claims it was memory hold into all of us. We got incepted that this movie ever existed in like 2018 don't know what for what purpose yet it remains unclear insane movie uh there's so much goofy stuff that happens there's fart jokes and snot jokes and uh yeah courtney cox tim allen kate mara uh spencer breslin chevy chase rip torn a murderer's row of uh weird people to be in a movie together that being said I really like Sky High. I think I remember liking Sky High. When I like everyone saw fan. Sky High. Yeah, uh, I think Zoom. No one saw or has heard of, and it's fake, so that makes sense. Yeah, Sky High's got Elizabeth
2: not. Winstead. Yeah, Young, uh, Kurt Russell, Michael Angarano. That's Mary people, Elizabeth man. Winstead. Did I just say Elizabeth Winstead? You Mary did. Elizabeth Winstead. You knew what you meant. Sorry, Ramona Flowers. Did. Uh, yeah, I like Sky High. I'm mean, looking forward to that. So, all right, well, th- is anything else we got? Is that it? We usually thank people. Yeah, is that okay, that's what mm-hmm. we're on to now? Yeah, we're good. All right, cool. Uh, we would like to thank Ryan. Thanks, a- everybody. At Ryan Lazer and uh, Sam at Hero Institute, both of those on Twitter for theme music and logo, respectively. You can follow the podcast at Doubled Feature on Twitter, Doubled Feature on Instagram. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Also we would appreciate if you would like to uh rate, subscribe, follow the podcast where you can, give us five stars, click on the bell. Some some nice words uh if you uh feel like it uh either on wherever you do that Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, whatever. I don't think Spotify lets you rate stuff, does it? I don't know. Whatever. I
1: just listen to music. Do
2: it. Spotify. Send an email to Spotify mm-hmm. telling them how much you like our podcast. Yeah. Uh I'm sure that something will come of that. You can follow Dan and I personally on Twitter and Letterboxd. I am at Mac underscore dead. Dan is at Danny Jankum. And that's it, I think. Yeah. A little all over the place with that one this week. Whatever.
1: Nope. That's fine. This is a fun uh, Sunday record. It was just an yeah. excuse for us to let off some steam. Going to go watch some football. Maybe play some disc golf. Yeah, I thought. It, I, thought I think Dan's going to go watch football. Me. I think I'm going to go play disc golf. Yeah. Football really is gonna cut into my movie watching time. It did last year. It does like every year. I yeah. watch insane amount of movies. Sunday is usually my catch up day, but uh, I fucking ended up in four fantasy football leagues. So gonna have to. Uh, I'm
2: in none this year, so I think I, I'm a little. I'm a little free to pull back from, uh, ravenous I'm,
1: NFL Sundays. I'm in too damn much. I have to watch every game to stay up to date on my
2: guys. Um, also, the Dolphins don't play till 4.30 today, so I'm a little less invested in the 1 o'clock games. Yeah. But anyway, here we are. Dan, any last words for the audience? I Take tried to out. end
1: it on let off some steam on our easy Sunday. It didn't work, so I'll uh, just again say, uh, everybody go watch Malignant. It rules. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, come on. Let's go. Double
0: feature. Double 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 feature.